Hello and welcome to Little Steps Big Futures, the podcast that brings you all things early years. Each week, we chat to some incredible guests with amazing stories, talk about childcare tips, and delve into some controversial topics. I'm Aoife Murphy. And I'm Jenny McCarty. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Um, a big happy new year. Uh, this is probably the longest that we've taken a break so far. So uh, we might be a bit rusty getting back into things again. It was great to have um, the break, but it's also great to get back into routine again. Um, so Aoife, how are you keeping? How was your Christmas? It was good. It was quiet. I'm sure everyone has the same answer to that question. Um, dodging COVID and trying to, you know, still see family members, which was a big challenge, but we managed to do it. Uh, but no, it was good. And I'm looking forward to what 2022 will bring us now and uh, how the podcast and the direction of the podcast will go. So I'm excited. Exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, um, we're kind of sick now of talking about COVID. It was nearly something we were borrowing from our house over Christmas time. And uh, it's nearly now who hasn't gotten it um, other than like, you know, even in here with I was kind of dreading coming back because we had, as you said, dodged it so far. So I was kind of a bit um, worried, I guess, about um, seeing family still and stuff when I was back to work. And yeah, I just think, though, you can't put too much pressure on yourself as well, that if it happens, it happens and you just have to work through it. But um, hopefully so far, so good. <laughs> um, it's back with a bang now, just crazy back in work again. So um, I'm just hoping that... You know, I suppose we all have worries and anyone working in a childcare setting at the moment or even a parent or a guardian will know the worries in a setting that you'll get a phone call in the morning um, as a manager saying, I can't come in. I have COVID. I'm a close contact. And then you have to decide, OK, I don't have enough staff to open such and such a room. It's happening everywhere all over the country at the moment. So, um, yeah, it, it is a major worry. But look, I think we just need to kind of take it day by day at this stage. Yeah, and I think it's not, you know, it's not just childcare centres or facilities. It's healthcare, it's the supermarkets, it's everywhere. And every second person I talk to are stressed because they have to do double shifts or else their staff is out for 10 days or five days, depending on how what their their symptoms are and their level of, of illness is. But it's just, you know, it's it's crazy. But we obviously don't want to start the, the year talking about covid and and uh, everything like that but it's not something we can avoid talking about especially when we're talking about the crash setting and um you know how how things are going to be changed this year as well yeah and i suppose as i was saying on our instagram you know on the positive side of it everyone was worried about coming back and you know we had a few staffing issues ourselves which is very stressful when you're like in full relaxation mode you see me over christmas i just completely switched off i've already talked about work and then you know, on the second slash third, I was getting messages from staff saying they aren't available to work. And you're like, oh, God, here we go again. But um, yeah, we kind of just, you know, uh, pushed through and got to this week and things are looking a bit better now. It's just, I suppose, looking on the bright side of it, um, the children coming in, they're so excited to be back and to see their friends and especially, you know, children who don't have siblings or maybe um, family close by. And uh, 
they're loving the interaction, the routine, the staff. Um, you know, they're they're really happy to be back with us again. And coming in on the fourth, we opened on the fourth of January, and coming in that morning, a bit kind of, I suppose, pessimistic and a bit worried. And then the kids are meeting you at the door, and they're like telling you about the Christmas and how they much much they missed crash and um that kind of, you know, puts everything into perspective again of why we do it and why we're opened. Yeah, and there was obviously a lot of drama around the schools as well. Are they going to open? Are they going to not open? Uh, that decision, I guess, ultimately was made on the Tuesday evening, which meant that crushes had already been opened for, for the day at that point. So, you know, I think going forward, no one was really expecting the schools to close. Maybe some people were. Um, because the numbers and the cases were so high, but you know, it, it would nearly be better off if they said everything is opening as normal because there was this kind of will we won't we kind of thing hanging over everyone. And ultimately they just went ahead with their original plan, which was to open the school. So I think they need to kind of before they announce anything to the public, they need to decide whether or not they're going to even put that maybe out into the atmosphere because you know you have you the likes of managers who are stressed is the school's going to open if they're not going to open then are we going to have that that extra few children in for after school can we take them do we have the staff and it's just adding extra pressure to to crash settings that have an after school program and of course all those parents who had to go back to work on that week as well they were now saying I don't even know if I can go to work tomorrow because I don't know if the school is open so you know hopefully going forward the decision is made clear and it's not made like 24 hours after everything has opened up already and that's the thing I mean we were hearing that um you know they were having a meeting 48 hours before um things were meant to open and like then you automatically think okay a meeting are they changing something will they not open and there's all these rumors going around and it was kind of like 50 50 as to will they open or won't they open and um eventually they just said they had never really decided otherwise so they should have just released a statement um to say you know even before the fourth just to say look things will be going ahead as normal because I had parents and guardians on to me um, saying, look, we don't know about the six, but I do need childcare. And um, I apologize about the background noise. I'm on my lunch and work and uh, the door is going. Um, it's about the time when the after school start coming in. So I apologize in advance. But look, uh, this is the reality of it all. But yeah, it was just if they had come out with a clear statement. But look. I mean, we won't dwell on it, on it too much. Um, I don't think anything's going to change. <laughs> I mean, uh this has been happening with how long and then and I think if we had gotten a statement to say look the schools are closing we would have had to wait probably another 24 hours or 12 hours to get our answer whether what we should do with after schoolers etc so look thank god that wasn't the case um but I think in future they need to be more organized <laughs> yeah definitely and look we're we're not here obviously we do want to start the year being kind of negative and pessimistic about everything but this is the reality. And, and I think, you know, we'd be fooling ourselves and we'd be fooling our listeners if we didn't kind of acknowledge that, you know, that was only a week ago, really. Um, so if we didn't acknowledge how the year kind of started for everyone in the childcare sector, and I know Jenny's um, crash wasn't the only one who felt like that. I've spoken to many colleagues of mine who were in the same boat and, you know, Jenny's crash, let's say it wouldn't be the the biggest one that I I know of I've I've heard of of staff who have maybe 30 35 staff and ended up with 11 staff coming in last week which is just a massive massive uh, chunk of staff to be out so um everyone in 
childcare in crash settings in uh you know any other kind of working position is going to be in the same boat and it's going to be kind of like that until the cases settle down again and hopefully they will over the next few weeks yeah I think we're definitely um heading into a hard two weeks um I think with schools being back I mean we have you know kids coming from four different schools um I've heard it on the other side of things with teachers that um where school teachers are out and um classrooms some classes are actually being mixed together um, so like second and third will be put together so that they can um, be covered. But if situations like that start happening, then obviously if we have some after schoolers that, um, you know, end up with, with COVID, that it will be a spread in this crash setting. But look, <laughs> at the moment, we're, we're not too bad. Um, another thing I want to talk about was were the HEPA filters. So we actually have a grant towards that now. Um, they're actually kind of hard to source. Um you know, it's fine to give the grants out and everything, but uh, we're currently waiting on ours. So hopefully we'll have it soon. Um, I've heard of a few incidents where crashes were really um, under pressure because they were getting inspected. Now, the HEPA filters, you don't need it to be compliant, um, but you do need good ventilation. So what was happening is that crashes were getting inspected and, um, you know, they were saying about the room temperature had to can't go above a certain level um, and when it did they had to open the windows and then it was too cold at one stage as well so they were like we just can't win um, but I think with the HEPA filters they would help that if you have that in the room then that will you know um, deal with the, the filtering the air and the air circulation so um, I think that would be a good addition to the rooms as well and it will take some pressure off the staff I mean can you imagine trying to work around opening closing windows to like you've enough to be doing you know it's it's mad. No, you definitely do, and and uh, I have one in my house in 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 America, and no, like I can't say whether they work or not because there's only two of us living there, but they're definitely. I do feel safer, especially you know if Shane had to go for a meeting. Now he'd be very safe, but at the same time, when he comes home, I know there's a bit more ventilation. When you're living in an apartment, there's not many windows to be opening, so uh, that's the added bit of of comfort and and. You know, you have that situation now in the in the primary schools where children are now being sent in with extra gloves and, and hats and two coats because they don't have those filters or they are trying to source those filters like the childcare centre uh, or setting. And um, the windows have to be open all the time because there's so many kids in one room. And that adds its own problems because I know if I was sitting here working on my laptop and the window was open, I'd start to feel a bit sniffly myself. So you can imagine how you know, coming home in the evening and your child is sniffling because they're freezing cold all day and now they have to stay out because maybe that's a symptom of COVID. So it's it's a knock-on effect and it needs to be sorted fairly rapidly, I think, because children are going to end up really ill if they don't um, sort ventilation or heating or whatever they're going to do. Yeah, I have spoken to a few parents and um, their children are frozen inside in the rooms, um, you know, school sending out messages to bring in extra coats and extra fleeces and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's putting pressure on parents to go out and buy terminals as well for um, for their children, which can be quite expensive. And if you're already budgeting on a week to week basis, it's very hard to go out and spend your money then on terminals as well. Um, but there was actually um, advice given out by the HPSC um, of isolation guide for parents and guardians for children older than three months and up to 13 years. And uh, I was actually just flicking through it and it gives um, some signs of the COVID-19 disease. Um, 
which <laughs> I mean, like just to name a few. So fever of 38 or higher, which we know um, without another um, reason for the temperature, uh, a new cough, difficulty breathing or worsening of existing breathing problem. Uh, loss of loss of smell or change in taste, um, loss of change in taste or loss of taste. Um, and it says in brackets, if your child is able to say this, um, other mining, breathing or chest problems in a child who has been in contact with an ill person. And then these are other ones then. Um, Fatigue, nasal congestion, conjunctivitis, sore throat, headache, muscle or joint pain, skin rash, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, chills or dizziness. <laughs> there won't be any kids left in the setting. It could literally be anything if you're going to name those symptoms. Like, like I said, like if I sat next to the window, I do get sniffly, even though I haven't left the house or seen anyone other than my immediate family who who are also not seeing anyone. Um, like. I'd be like, oh my God, is it COVID? I'm like, no, it can't be. But, you know, obviously if there's not another reason, but it's children at three months and let's say to even like five or six, even a little bit older, will not be able to describe muscle pain or fatigue or uh, some of those symptoms. They just won't have a clue. Like, they, will they know if they can, if their taste is gone? I'm not too sure. Will they know if their smell is gone? Like at a young age, you won't know. So like testing is the only way, but at the moment, I'd say even if you look sideways at someone, you'd be like, oh, that's a symptom of COVID because nobody knows what the new symptoms and the new variants are going to bring. So it's just mad. Yeah. And I mean, I remember a huge turning point for us in I think it was like November, maybe uh, where a child came in and after schooler and they were just really tired. Um, and it was a bit kind of unlike them to be that tired. And they just said, look, can I just lie up on the couch? We have a couch in, in the after school room and we said, no problem lay up and such that I'd you know ring the parent and just let them know in advance and they came picked them up went home tested positive for COVID like tiredness you know we all come in on a Monday and we're exhausted or you might be um you know especially with the younger kids I guess the preschoolers some days they are just a bit um tired especially on a Friday after a long week as well so it's very hard I mean in our perspective we can't be ringing a parent you know, on a Monday to say that, you know, they're, they're tired. Can you come and collect them? And then on a Friday, they're tired again. You know, like it's it's uh, it's hard to call, but I suppose we're just doing our best. And that's what's important to know um, for childcare professionals. We're not doctors. Uh, you know, that's that's not our job to, to diagnose a child with COVID. So we just need to do our best. And I think, um, you know, give ourselves a pat on the back on a Friday as well when we've put the week down. So like looking back to 2020, when, you know, the virus first kind of came about and we had to close and the schools were off and creches were off. And we were in and out of school and creche and, and, and childcare facilities. Um, and then like hitting January 2021, we all thought, you know, this is going to be a little bit easier. But I think it was probably worse than than 2020 because advice was different. It was changing every so often. Um, people didn't know, you know, what to do if their child was sick. So hopefully now that we've hit January 2022, we've a bit more. I know the variant is very unpredictable and things can change very easily, but I think it needs to just be a clear message from the government, from the childcare facilities for everyone that if this happens, then you close. But other than that, remain open, follow the guidelines. And, just, and I know it's easier said than done, but 
you know, managers can't be at home wondering whether or not that tiredness or that sniffle that that child had was COVID. You know, you can only do your best. So I think hopefully 2022 will be somewhat normal. And I think it will be a new normal for all of us. But um, once the children are kind of happy and healthy and they are enjoying being back to school and enjoying seeing their pals every day, I think that's the main thing, the most important thing. Definitely. And they are so happy, Um, you know, and hopefully now as, you know, we kind of head into springtime and all of that as well. And um, I don't know, I just get a sense of that time when the kids are kind of maybe outside more because the weather is better. Now, some people will kill me for saying that, but um, I mean, obviously we have them out as well over the winter time when they are dressed up in the appropriate rain gear but you know sometimes it's just you can't have them out for too long periods because it's absolutely baltic um i know this like even when we came back on tuesday now um it was just for for some reason that like i found last week just really cold so even though the kids were out they were complaining about being cold and they were literally in hats scarves gloves jackets everything so um, as much and all as the advice to get them out as much as possible it needs to be realistic as well um, but on another note um, I suppose we kind of wanted to chat about I suppose where the direction of the podcast is going over the next few months our hopes and um, I suppose what we have in store and uh, just to kind of keep you updated on what to look forward to and what to look out for. Yeah, and I'd be very transparent and and Jenny would be too. Like, we generally don't have any plan, you know, with the podcast because I think anyone who podcasts or knows about podcasting, um, sorry, um, will know that guests can be very unpredictable and especially now a guest who's maybe a family person or a working parent. Um, obviously now with COVID and stuff they can change at the drop of a hat children can be off school, children can be sick they can be sick themselves so we can never really plan too far into the future but we have taken a lot of feedback from a couple of people over the last few weeks um, so we're currently trying to source all those topics so hopefully now in the next few weeks you'll hear uh, just kind of topics from various different people and we do our best to kind of accommodate everyone who's asked us to bring on a guest in a certain field um but please know that we are trying but sometimes it's just not possible but um if you have any ideas for topics or you want to drop us an email or send us a message on instagram or facebook we'd love to hear what you want to hear because we're always trying to make sure we're relevant and most up to date with our guests yeah definitely i think um at least covid has given us something to talk about as well last year I'd say if you picked out most of our podcasts, we probably it was relevant to each 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 podcast um, and each guest. But um, yeah, one actually one that stood out to me that we got um, was um, how to get staff motivated. And I thought it was a brilliant topic. Um, It's something that could work in all areas. And it's something, I guess, when you're working in a setting, um, especially over a long period of time, you know, I think we've all been in a situation where we come in and we start a new job and you're you know, all guns blazing and, you know, you want to change the whole place and you want to bring your own stamp to it. And um, I think it's, it's, you know, you're kind of fresh, I suppose, and you're full of energy. But then as time goes on, sometimes that can kind of dwindle out a small bit and you're probably not giving it 100% because you're tired and um, et cetera. And it can be kind of, you know, take the easier way out and take a step back. 
but yeah I think it's a really good one and it's um I think we could all do with a bit of it as well in everyday life um so it's something definitely that we need to look into to providing because I think it would be useful to a lot of our listeners yeah and if anyone listening is is someone who works in that field of motivation or um you know speakers or key speakers or keynote speakers even um who kind of work around the topic of HR or motivating staff we'd love you get in touch because we'd love to have you on the pod but uh we are going to try to source it ourselves but you know I I think this year it's going to be a big year. We have some things to share, but not right now. And I know that's a teaser for everyone, but in the future, I promise we will be sharing some some things that some exciting things coming up that will definitely explain a lot of how the direction will go in the podcast as well. Um, but right now, uh, we have to keep our, our lips sealed. But uh, it is exciting news, and uh, yeah. Other than that, we'll be here every week, every Thursday, and you can uh, pop your earphones in or listen to us on the way to work or in the car wherever you're going and uh, we will be there hopefully every Thursday <laughs> yeah and I am um, it's something there with some bloggers that I follow when they say we have exciting news but we can't tell you I'm like oh my god <laughs> don't say it but um yeah I'm excited I, I don't know what it is about this year there's just a different feel to it um I suppose we have um a lot of stuff going on both personally and within the little steps big future so it's kind of exciting um a bit nerve-wracking but um yeah I think you know 2022 hopefully we can push on see some new changes and um you know start kind of going in the direction where I suppose we're kind of progressing so yeah I'm excited for it and um we'll, we'll just see where, where it takes us yeah, when we started the podcast I suppose it was September 2020 and we didn't really know where it was going to go we didn't know how long it was going to go on for we weren't sure what direction it was going to take obviously Jenny was off work a little bit more in and out of work a bit more so we had more time um since then Jenny's almost become twice as busy and I, I got a full-time job so it is it is challenging at times but we'd both love doing it um it's just uh, I think we've learned a lot about ourselves and and about where we want to go and where we want to be this year as well so yeah big things exciting things coming we don't know how or in what shape or form they're coming yet but they're coming we just keep saying they're coming um so as you know we're 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 pretty laid back and transparent here so if there's news we'll share it with you if there's challenges we'll share it with you but um yeah we hope you can keep supporting us in 2022 and uh, we look forward to to bringing on some amazing guests as well and one thing that just came into my head there was September 2022 is meant to be a big change um for the childcare sector so let's see if they're actually going to, you know, go in that direction and actually, you know, fulfill those promises that they've been prom- promising us for how many years. And um, they've said September 2022 that we will have, you know, um, a kind of wage scale in the sector and all of that. So I'm very hopeful to see what that is. And I just hope and pray that it's not going to be another disappointment. But um you know, I think for anyone in the childcare sector, it is um, hopefully going to be a great uh, turning point. And even if it is something small, we'll take it. And hopefully next year we can push on to to get more. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a strange, it's a strange one. Um, I think, as you said, like last year was just a bit, I don't know, I feel like last year we all just floated through 2021, not really knowing what direction to take. And 
we, I suppose, had everyone else making decisions for us, whereas hopefully in 2022, we can start making those decisions for ourselves and kind of planning for the future and, um, yeah, coming out, come out the other side of it um, in 2023. And hopefully all of that will be behind us at that stage and um, everything with COVID. So, yeah, it's exciting. We won't ramble on too much because this is only a quick intro back into the year and, and we wanted to check in with with everyone who listens. Um, but yeah, so like next week, we're going to have a guest on um, again. Not sure which one yet. There's a couple that are, I'm waiting to get back to me on. But, um, you know, this year hopefully will will be best, better for everyone. And I hope everyone who's listening is going to achieve what they wanted to achieve last year. Um, you know, if you have a dream, go for it, because I think me and Jenny are putting a lot of plans in motion for little steps right now. And I think this is the year that we're going to hopefully make some progress on that. So I hope everyone else is making progress on their own goals, too. And uh, we look forward to seeing you and chatting with you again next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll catch you all next week. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Little Steps, Big Futures, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. And if you would like to get in touch, please find us on Instagram and Facebook at Little Steps Big Futures. See you next time.